Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, happy spring break today at Northwest Christian and within the Frameworks program is is the very first day of spring break. So whether you are a student at Northwest Christian or you are part of our Frameworks program or you're just a, a fan of listening to Kingdom Culture Conversations, we hope that you are having a wonderful spring. Hope that in some form you're going to be able to get some rest and relaxation uh, at some point this month. Uh, but today we have a very, uh, very inspiring episode of Kingdom Culture Conversations. And this is a, an episode that is essentially a conversation that was pulled from one of our chapels uh, on the campus of Northwest Christian School at some point this spring. And uh, the story is that one of our students, uh, a senior by the name of Luke Deal, and this is a young man I've known for, for years and years. Uh, he's got a couple of sisters here at the school, but he's a senior. And his family, this past summer, the summer of 2021, was vacationing at Lake Tahoe. And they were on the south end of Lake Tahoe. They were doing some hiking. And they were crossing uh, a creek that fed into a, a 50-foot waterfall. And as Luke was, was crossing, as, as he was uh, just kind of taking God's creation and the beauty thereof in, uh, he slipped. And that's the last thing he remembered. Uh, but what we know is that he suddenly plummeted over the side of that 50-foot waterfall and hit the bottom, hit the rocks at the bottom, and narrowly survived that fall. And the story you're about to hear, again, is a conversation between Mr. G, uh, Chris Gardner, and and Luke Deal. And this is a very moving episode. Uh, God did some amazing things, and I'm really looking forward to, to sharing it with you in today's Kingdom Culture Conversations. Thanks. This is my friend Luke Deal. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Uh, we just got to spend uh, a weekend in Mexico together. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. It had your sister uh, 
Abigail yep. there with us, and she did a great job. So um, you've got a lot to say today, so I'm just going to get right after it. Let's just get right after it. Um, Luke, I'm so glad you'd be here. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, we talked about this early on and, and when it was time, when it was right, and I think it's right right now to share. So, uh, Luke, we're just going to jump in, go back to July 28th, last summer, two, 2021. Where were you? What were you doing? So my family and I were at Lake Tahoe. Uh, we were going up the coast of California, and we stopped in Lake Tahoe. We were with some friends there. They had a cabin, and on our last day there, we were uh, at a place called Eagle Falls. It's kind of near uh, Emerald Bay. It's at the south end of the lake. Um, yeah, there are pictures of you. Yeah, we have a yeah, few. There's my family the day before that, um, uh. and then... Yeah, there's just a few pictures from that day. It was me and my sisters. This was uh, right at Eagle Falls there. And uh, so it's at a vista point here, so you can kind of see. There's me down there. Uh, yeah, that's a general idea of where we were at. Um, but... While my family was there, you could see I was a little bit further down. Um, I could only go down that far because the water level was a little lower because uh, there were some fires nearby, so that's kind of a kind of where that is. Um, but I didn't know that I shouldn't have gone down that far, and it was while I was on my way uh, walking back up towards the road that I slipped and fell a bit over 50 feet off uh, the cliff onto some rocks there at the bottom. There's a picture there. That, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> and I, I, know, I know you did this a couple uh, months ago at camp, and your dad was sitting here, and, and, and I'm so glad. you. I can't imagine as a father um, to see my son in that situation. But what was the response from, from your dad, from your family? Uh, so no one actually saw me fall, but they noticed pretty quickly that I wasn't where I was. And um, my dad saw me down there, and uh, he and our friend who was with us, uh, they walked down around another way and got to me. Uh, a really great blessing was there wasn't a lot of good cell phone coverage around there, but we had it in just that spot where our friend was able to call 911, and then the first round of first responders got there in about 20 minutes um, and then it was within an hour that uh, the last round of them came in and then I was put on a, a gurney and then life flighted from there to Reno, uh, Nevada. Do you remember much about there. that hour? No, I really only remember slipping and then after that memory was off. <laughs> okay, and your mom started texting some people? Yeah. Yeah, so she texted a few family and friends, and um, obviously a, a lot of you uh, found out pretty quickly and prayed. Um, but we found out later that about 30 people left their cars that they were nearby on the road there, and they, uh, they surrounded my mom and my sisters and our friends and were praying with them. And um, yeah, that was a really good blessing to just have the, those people come just like that. Yeah, just for God and for your family. Yeah. I, mean, I can imagine, again, your dad, your mom, your sisters up there and your friends. Um, I know talking on the phone with Dr. Sawyer and just hearing from you this weekend, 
when this happened, I didn't really understand how serious this was. I knew you were banged up. I knew you were bruised up. How serious was the situation? What were your injuries that you, that you had, Luke? Uh, so when I got to the hospital, my parents were told that I was in very, very critical condition. And I have the list of injuries here. Concussion and traumatic brain injury uh, with a 6-millimeter uh, brain bleed, which grew to 11 millimeters a bit later. Uh, grade 4 lacerated liver. Grade 5 means that it's been torn in half. Grade 3 lacerated kidney. Uh, all the bones from here to here. Uh, bruised lungs. Five broken vertebrae. A fraction of a bone near my rotator cuff here. A bone bruise in my right knee. Sprained left foot. Injured left wrist. And then a lot of more bumps and bruises. You can kind of tell on my elbow and then on my knees. Um, and... Yeah, so I went straight to the ICU there, and I, they had started surgery just even before my parents got there because they needed to take care of it pretty quickly. Okay, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. You know that. we got a doctor over here, um, and we were talking. What, what is a six-millimeter brain bleed, uh, Dr. Sawyer? That's a big deal. Yeah, and I know it's small. So that's, that's bleeding in the brain then. Is that what we're talking about here? And is that probably one of the most serious injuries of these? Okay. Again, thank you, Dr. Sawyer. Um, you were in the hospital for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, actually, we got to all talk to you in the hospital on your birthday. We got to FaceTime yeah. you and call you. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, what were some of the ways that people supported you and your family while you were in the hospital? Well, of course, after my mom reached out to a few people. Uh, my aunt made a big post and tagged my mom in there. And then a lot of family and friends found out uh, from my parents' uh, ministry, uh, their missionaries, uh, yeah. from their ministry, from uh, just church and from here and from all over. Um, people just began to start praying. And um, I had an aunt who flew from North Carolina as soon as she heard, to uh, be with my mom and sisters, especially, and uh, an aunt and an uncle who were several hours away, but still drove uh, up to be with them. Uh, a lot of people started sending gifts uh, just through our church or online, and um, a lot of people ordered just food for my family while I was there, because... Uh, like the hospital food was pretty expensive <laughs> and maybe not the best. Um, yeah. But, and then we had some friends who uh, offered to pay to get my sisters home because school was starting pretty soon. We knew that I wasn't going to make it, but they should have. And so yeah. we had, they got taken care of um, by aunts and uncles too. So. Wow. Because again, your sister, you were there for how long before school? Like this was July 28th, and school started yeah. not not too long after that. You know, a couple of weeks after that, and um, it's really fun to hear how people supported not only you but your family. And I know Abigail got a text from a friend. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So some students from my church were serving at a camp uh, for rural students in Central California, and uh, they had heard what was going on with me, and they were pretty upset, um, but they felt like they should share their hearts with their students there that, um, that, that this happened to me. Um, and then one of those students texted this to my sister, and I'm just going to read this out. I just wanted to let you know something that happened today. All of us shared some, 
everything that's been going on with our cabin, and they've all prayed with us. Later, one little boy named Connor came up to me and said, I'm sorry about your friend. Thank you for opening up about it. This made him want to open up to me, and he told me all about his really difficult home life. After this, he said, I want to pray and ask Jesus into my heart so that I can see you all in heaven one day. I sat there with him, and we prayed. The light on that boy's face after we did that was incredible. I just wanted to tell you, because I know, I know that Luke would love to, that we could use this for something like that. I know he would love to know that a kid accepted Jesus into his heart because a few of us counselors were able to share his story. Yeah. And at that point, I was not really conscious, or barely. Um, I could wiggle fingers and toes, but couldn't really talk or anything. Um, and I have no memory of this, but my dad read this out to me, and he saw one big tear go down my cheek. Mm. And wow. that was, um, that was a really great blessing for my family, because they didn't know who was going to wake up after all of that had happened to me. They didn't know if I was going to be the same person. Um, and you could stand some short distances, right? And you were after uh, out of the ICU for about five days. We have some pictures here. That's yeah. is that you standing up maybe for the first yeah. time or yeah. one of the first times? So or? I stood up, and they said, "Well, you're doing a lot better than we'd expect you at this point." So I got put into the pediatric ward pretty soon after that. Okay. And you turned how old in the hospital? Are you 17 or are you 18? I turned 18. Uh, it was funny because at that time I was. 17, so I went to the pediatric ward, but I became an adult in the pediatric ward, but they didn't think it was necessary to move They didn't me ship you out right yeah. away. <laughs> um, and I did celebrate my birthday in the hospital, which wasn't ideal, but I got over 200 cards in the mail. Um, they, and uh, <laughs> some had gift cards or cash, which I don't know. That's not. I wouldn't recommend like falling fifty feet off a cliff to like get that just much for a money. few bucks. I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, no, no. That's a good call. Uh, um, but even some of my nurses got me gifts and balloons. Like we had a few that weren't even working that day that just came in and gave me Chipotle and uh, yeah. And wow. So that was that was really sweet. That's awesome. So you're in the hospital, ready to go home. What did that look like? Uh, so. Earlier, while I was there, uh, I had been told that I was healing, but I would probably need to stay in Reno for two weeks for inpatient rehab, and then after that, go to Phoenix for another two weeks for inpatient rehab. Um, and then after that, they said, well, maybe just the two weeks in Phoenix. Uh, and then uh, August 9th, that morning, uh, which was the day after my birthday, they said that I couldn't fly commercially and that I would have to be transported by an air ambulance, which is certified to provide oxygen. You could maybe see in a few pictures I had oxygen on, but um, yeah, that, would, that was going to cost $100,000 and that our insurance company was like, yeah, I don't, we, don't, we don't think we're going to pay for that. Um, but then that night, they took me off oxygen and it was at the same levels, which was like fantastic. We, no one was really expecting that. And then the day after that, the doctor came in and said, I've spoken with all of your nurses, all your therapists, and we've kind of made the decision that as soon as you can find a way to get out of here, then you're free to go. Um, you're not gonna need oxygen or the two weeks in Phoenix. You can just go straight home right after that. 
which was mind-blowing. Um, thankfully, a friend of my dad's, uh, he, his son-in-law owns a private jet company, and he offered, uh, he said, uh, let me know when you guys are thinking about going home and see, I'll see if I can help you out. And so after we heard this, my dad uh, called him and he said, okay, let me see what I can do. And then about 45 minutes later, he said, hey, how about like in a few hours, you can get on that private jet and then we'll just take you to whatever airport you need to get to. Wow. Which we got, that's, that's, that's a nice looking, uh, nice looking ride there, yeah. Luke. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd recommend going on a private jet if you can. It, it's, it's good. But again, um, not with the fall. No, 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 no. Not with the fall. No, no, no. Now, you, you, you said about, like, you were supposed to be there for this long, and you were supposed to, this was supposed to happen, yeah. this, and, and things just happened quickly, like unexplainable, right? Yeah. What were some of the medical things that were kind of unexplainable that happened to you? So with my internal injuries, I had 31 staples from here to here, um, and those got removed in the hospital, but we went and saw the internal doctor, and he said... Yeah, I see everything that's going on, but you should be good. Uh, you don't need to see me again unless there's something that changes. Uh, the ophthalmologist uh, checked my eyes. I had light sensitivity and uh, blurred vision. He said, I don't know what your vision was before, but you have 20-20 now, so <laughs> you should be good. Uh, maxillofacials for the bones that I broke here. He said, every bone broke, but none were displaced, so we're not going to need any surgery or, I don't know, is there such thing as a face brace? Or, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the orthopedist, uh, he, for my back and for my shoulder, he said that they'll resolve on their own with physical therapy. And the neurologist, uh, I'm on medication to prevent seizures because I did have one when I did fall. Um, but he said that he's amazed at like seeing what did initially happen to where I'm at now is he, he he's a believer and he said it, it's nothing short of a miracle. Um, we've talked about this a lot. Um, we've talked about I don't I don't understand how God works. Why why because I don't think we did hit that that is that coming up I don't remember but at that same point where you fell. There's a bunch of people that didn't make it right. Um, that blew my mind a little bit. And, and again, we're so glad you're, I, I remember seeing you your first bed out on campus. I did not give you a big old bear hug cause I didn't want to break any of those staples in there. Um, but this is an incredible miracle, incredible story physically, right? But I think what I want to ask you now, how are you different than you were on July 28th? Cause I've seen, you know, it's, it, you can't be the same. Yeah. So falling really made me realize the vastness of the community that I have, um, I, have, I had all of you, I had my church, we had uh, family, we had just uh, partners in ministry that my parents had, and so just hearing how many countries did we say? Like there were like over 30 countries uh, that we just heard from different people all over the world saying, we're, gonna, we're praying for your son, uh, yeah, to my parents, and so wow. that, that, that was just like a... It was an eye-opener for me because it was like, maybe you can feel alone sometimes, but then after something this big happens, you kind of realize, wait, there's more of like a community than like I thought there would be. Um, I'm definitely using it, obviously I'm using it right now to speak to all of you, which is, it's a great blessing that I get to be able to share this. Yeah. Um, I've shared it obviously a few times before, um, but 
I don't know. I'd, I'd say that you should never underestimate the power of prayer or offering encouragement. You, right. We kind of talked about this. It said, like, when in doubt of doing that or not, do it. Yeah. Um, and, like, every verse, every prayer, every message that was sent to us, uh, it reminded us to choose not to be fearful and uh, that it reminded us of how much we were loved by the Lord and yeah. by all of you. I'll read this passage um, from Isaiah chapter 43, 2 through 5. It says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and though through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Since you are precious in my sight, since you are honored and I love you, I will give other people in your place and other nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. Those words meant a lot to you on July 27th. Yeah. But how much more now? It's, it's just, it's, it's crazy how, how much I, <laughs> I'm loved. And like we talked about, like other people have fallen from that same spot and yeah. have either not made it or they have much severe and long-lasting uh, effects from it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, we, we can never understand, like, why it was me right. and not them, but I'm grateful that I was chosen to be that person. I get these opportunities to just share my story and just bring hope and uh, just point it all back to him. Well, you're doing that, and, and to me, what I heard today was a, a, a dude fell off a cliff and a kid up in Barstow got saved. I mean, that's like, do you believe there's a, there's a kid now going to be in heaven forever? Yeah. Cause you, and and that's, that's it, because in 100 years, we're not going to be here, are we? Um, Luke, thank you so much. Um, give Luke a hand, um, please. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.